0: Welcome back to Say Brother Radio. I have not seen you guys for a while. My last show was done by my dear friend Sharon Hinton when I had uh, laryngitis from coughing with asthma. So that show was on the 2023 Juneteenth production, which is, the show has been on, but Juneteenth production is going to actually air on the 19th of June. And so I'm looking forward to your viewership for that. But I'm very happy you're here with me today. Today I have a very special guest. This guest is kicking off a new segment that I've just created, I mean just created, called Boston's Icons. This icon is Mr. Haywood Fennell, Sr. Welcome to Say Brother Radio.
1: Uh, Thank you, Bob. You know, I just realized what what that word was you were saying, icon? Icon. I-C-O-N, right? I-C-O-N oh wow <laughs> <laughs> that's you that's Thank you
0: thank you barbara you are Boston yeah icon. thank you this brother has done so much um he is an author uh, a playwright a director uh, a television producer a radio producer this brother's an icon but bu- uh, before we get too far i want to start talking about how we met <laughs> and how our relationship really began
1: well you know uh i was incarcerated at mci in norfolk mm-hmm and I was able to catch your television show. And I watched it, I was a fan. I ran to my unit to uh, during that time when we could get up to the room and watch Say Brother and watch you. Yeah. And I was inspired to see you do what you did. And then I got out finally, I got out, right? And I was up at Vaughn's fish and chip spot right. on, on Erie Street, That's right. and there you were. And I said, I love your show. I love what you did. You you took me through my bit somewhat, right? That's right. And then I got involved with media. And what he said to me
0: was, I want to do what you do. Right. That's what you said to (laughs) me. That was the hook. So when he said, I want to do what you do, it just so happened that at that point in my life, I was studio manager here at BNN and the head instructor. So I was right in the right position to invite Hayward over to Studio A, right. and to BNN, and we were able to start you training. Yes, And that's when you started training as yeah. a producer. Right. He was an excellent student, and you brought a friend of yours, too. What Lauren, was your friend's name? No, no. Lauren Roberts. Lauren, was he doing? He's doing better now. Is he doing States okay? Oh,
1: yeah, he's doing much better. Okay. I spoke with him uh, recently, as yesterday. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Tell him I said hello. I will do that. When you talk to him yeah, again. Yeah, for sure. So,
0: Haywood yeah. turned into a star instantly. He started <laughs> off with speaking about, and then the show turned to the other side, and then he went into radio after he started creating this following in television, which you were probably some of those people. So um, what I'd like you to do is follow through on the chronology that I'm going to give you and we're going to talk about. I would like for you to think about some of the things that I bring up. Now, one of the first things I want to talk about is how you transitioned to CUDA. Tell us about CUDA.
1: Cuda and the Magic Quote is a book that I wrote when, after having a thought of how we talk to communicate with each other and use racial and ethnic slurs as if it's okay. Right. And I said to myself, that's not okay. Right. You know, And um, my writing skills were at that time uh, where I thought I could write a book. And of course people said that, you know, you, you're too old to write a book. <laughs> and I didn't pay them any attention, but I did thank them. And I wrote this book, Cooter and the Magic Quilt, about a little boy, 11 years old, who wanted to be a rap star. And his mother was concerned about that because she was afraid that he would join the gang. And she called her grandmother, who was a retired, her mother was a retired school teacher, and told her about a problem. And the grandmother said, well, send him down here to me. And she did that. And when he got there, he found that the grandmother uh, didn't have a television, and the radio station didn't play hip-hop music, mm. and when he went to the library to get a library card, there was no source magazine, and the librarian said, well, what is that? He said, that's the gangster Rap Magazine. She says, oh, no, we don't have that. We have Ebony Jet, Black Enterprise, and Essence. <laughs> and so the grandmother would never call him by his nickname, Cooter. She called him by his name, Jerome, and she said, Jerome, go find a book while I fill out this application. And so he goes down the road, and he finds a book. When he gets at the end of the road, he's in a small reading area, with three tables. And at one of the tables is this beautiful girl. She's reading a book with her finger and her right elbow is a red and white folic cane. She's blind, but she could hear. And she said, who's here? He's mesmerized because she's so pretty. He slowly walked towards her. He said, it's me. She said, me who? He said, my name is Jerome, but my dogs call me Cooter. And she said, uh, that's strange. She said, because dogs don't talk, they bark. And why would you want to let your friend call you by an animal term? So what this book does is precipitate start because we're including Harry Tubman and the Underground Railroad and the importance of uh, not using the N-word. And uh, it's a good book. It's a prize-winning book. And from that book, we wrote other books, and now we have a CUDA Literacy Enhancement Pilot Project that we work with kids around. In fact, uh, you have a trilogy of CUDA now, right? No, we're finishing up the third book, CUDA and the Shepherd. The second book is CUDA and the Challenge. that talks about our relationship with the Irish when they were, are uh, openly discriminated against because of their faith.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And, and we blend in the two histories of uh, social injustice. So did the book lead you
0: to your theater organization, or did the organization lead you to writing the book?
1: The organization led me to uh, write the book, and I just want to add that we're working with Stages Cultural Arts to do a musical of uh, the Code and the Magic World Book*.
0: Some great dancers.
1: Yeah, That's I was fantastic. just with them Sunday. Really? And Quincy, ah, they and Quincy? <laughs> blew them away, they yeah. blew them away, huh? Yeah. <laughs> you told
0: me the line was really, really long. Oh, my it
1: I mean, you know, like, the, the dance troupe, the ages ago, from 60 to 6. Wow. Yeah, I was just really, I've been growing with them for over 20 years. Really? Has yeah. it been that
0: long? uh-huh. uh-huh fantastic. Yeah. So the organization got you to the book. Now tell us the name of the organization the, and uh, name what the organi- work they're doing.
1: The organization is the Oscar Micheaux Family Theater Program Company, also known as The Company, the company. named in honor of Oscar Micheaux who was responding with his forming a movie making company to uh, Griffin's uh, Birth of a Nation that depicted our people in this horrible situation. Right. And so uh, we are, uh, uh, our history is no mystery and we go about formatting uh, historic material, especially around the Harlem Renaissance area, to embellish our understanding of who we are, because we are who we say we are. We were never slaves. Just captured, but we were never slaves. So we're getting ready now to respond to your question. Uh, we just got an award. We just got a grant. Congratulations. Thank Tell you. us the name Thank of that you. award. We got it from... Uh, the uh, City of Boston Arts and Culture yes. Department. We yes, receive. the mayor's office, right? Yeah, the mayor's office the mayor's of arts and culture. Right, yeah. yes, that's we, we don't normally g- get grants. We just well, straight out flat foot hustle. You
0: definitely do one, at least one, yeah. and hopefully <laughs> several, to follow, several yeah. to follow. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. You are, We're, in fact, an icon. Thank
1: you, Thank you for saying that. Yes, know? and I think and that's so we just, wonderful. We, we, uh, recently, uh, we had a young man that did two seasons with us uh alex newell won the uh tony award i saw that right and so uh you know we are. Uh, tell uh, them about alex what happened with the tonys he he uh he's an outstanding talent yes he he's out of lynn his mother brought him with us in massachusetts okay yeah they were somewhere out in north shore theater company okay and they had a fire or something and they couldn't work and he came with us to for you, two seasons yes so we got an opportunity to work with him, but we are really grateful for the people that are involved with us, yes. so, so Monica Anderson Spencer, was our director. Couple direct of
0: icons it. on that on that production. Yeah, yeah, and that's then, wonderful.
1: And then we have uh, uh, Sky Forts, who's in our junior year now, who's also on the dean's list wonderful. at Where uh, is Emerson. She? At Emerson. Yep. Okay, and then fantastic. we had Caprice Hall, who graduated Caprice, right, right. Yeah, from Emerson. She was with us. And, you know, uh, it's like a family family theater program. We got uh, Crystal Dotson, who is a spoken word queen. You know, Isabel, uh, uh, we have a young lady by the name of Isabel uh, who's with us. Uh, we, we just got a lot of great people. Uh, the Forts family that worked with us, Stanley Thompson. Mm-hmm. Irene O'Bannon, a great-grandmother who brings her children to our uh, theater, and they have learned and... Uh, they also go over there to Whittier, not Whittier, uh, to to the, another school on Saturdays. Well,
0: let's stop for a moment. We're gonna we lock. take a break. Okay. We lock. Okay. okay, we're going to take a break, okay. and um, we'll be right back. We'll be right let's back. watch this thing on Haywood's production. Walk with me, Lord.
2: Walk with me. The Oscar Michaud Family Theater Program Company, also known as OMFTPC, was established in 1997 by Hayward Fennell Sr. to introduce a needed response to the issues of cultural diverse population and understanding the importance of difference. The company is named in honor to the late Oscar Michaud, who became a businessman and later a filmmaker. The company is comprised of an intergenerational cast of professionals and amateurs from the community. Some of the notables that were involved in the company during its 25 years of productions are choreographer Shaquan Reed, international gospel singer Marsha Lee, music producer-actor Leon Bill, educator-singer-producer Wanda Perry Joseph, former city councilor the late Chuck Turner actor, singer, motivational speaker Aaron Wilson, Deborah Johnson-Peters, and -and up-and-comer Sky Forts, and many, many more. The OMFTPC mission is to provide a safe environment to teach history, particularly the Harlem Renaissance era. Through data performance, African-American history is used as a script source material and is infused into every element of production. The OMFTPC also serves as an experimental community service learning practicum for those interested in theatrical arts and those seeking professional careers in theater arts and related fields. These areas include but are not limited to stagecraft, vocal performance, stage management, ticket operations, property management, writing, set design, history, costume design and maintenance. As well as arts technology. We are encouraging your help to get the OMFTPC programs to the Boston Public Schools, sparking learning that our history is no mystery. The Oscar Michaud Family Theater Program Company's curriculum meets the required standards of the State Education Department. A letter of support to the superintendent of the Boston Public School System, as well as considering making a donation to the Triad Veterans League at 1850 Washington Street, number 607, Boston Mass 02118. Or you may call 857-204-5312 for more information.
0: Thank you. I hope you all listened listened and paid attention to that wonderful production. It was a special break. You know, some breaks, you know, I can see it, I cannot see it. See it sometime, but that's one that we as a community need to pay attention to because we have so much to learn from that. And it makes me want to talk to Haywood about Harlem Renaissance and the gospel, with, with a gospel flavor. Give yeah. us a little more background on that. I was reading some of the material that you sent me, it's just overwhelming some of the things that you've covered and some of the people. Yeah. Uh, the fact that you're going to be doing <laughs> Marian Anderson is <laughs> it's mind- really a ble-
1: it's really a blessing, Barbara. I mean, you know, like uh, for instance, now you 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 didn't say anything about yourself in theater and how you may not have known it, but you inspired me Thank because you. you also used to dance too. Thank you. You know, and and uh, so we. I remember when I was uh, involved with substance abuse, and I was at the VA hospital about 28 years ago, Barbara. Mm. And I prayed to uh, stop using drugs and to write. Yes. And so my prayers have been answered in so many different ways. That's so wonderful. You know, um, five books, 11 plays, four produced. You know, stuff like that. But I couldn't have done any of that without people in my life. That's you know, and you were one of them and so many others. Thank but uh, Barbara, the history of our people is an untold story that needs to be constantly told. And uh, the Holland Renaissance era represents so much from directly coming from capture. As I said earlier, we were never slaves, you know, and we had the spirit that was inside. And then and it exploded around the 20s. We were determined to get to the stage, even though we didn't get paid a lot of times. And people would rather have black faces or black grease on their faces and take our music Mm -hmm. and get paid. But there was a determination factor and a self-belief and a unity that was involved that I wanted to try to transform through plays into the audience and get different groups through collaboration to build a community-based theater program that has exceeded my wildest thoughts and I write all the time and it just comes from here you know uh, talking to people Barry Gaither you know Barbara Lewis uh, so many other people and people that don't receive it I even listen to them you know to accentuate how important our history really is through performance the company is very happy to say that uh we have gone to outside of boston to perform now right to to worcester state university and to springfield college oh,
0: have they received you in those communities oh yeah oh yeah
1: oh. <laughs> they received you know me. you know our opening act is the miss mother africa and that's done by arena bannon and right. she she just cheers them up i got to the point now where i'll i'll go and watch people their reaction react. to, right. to that right there. Sure. Because it is our history. That's right. You know, And it has to be told. That's because right. today people are saying that we didn't do this or we didn't do that. That's right. And we can't buy into that. We have to buy out of that become more supportive of what we do in our community. That's right.
0: That's right. right. So um, tell us, what do we have to look forward to?
1: Well, I'm uh, glad you asked that because uh, we are now in the process of creating a episode of performances that are are from our plays, and we are able to take like a scene or some of the scene and write what it is for the viewing audience and get it on our own channel. And And do a recording too.
0: So you are a television and radio producer. Do you see yourself ever adapting this theatrical work for television and or radio?
1: I could. You see, I could. Do you
0: see that happening?
1: Yeah, I could see it. I could see it. I mean, you can't get to a good place by yourself. I know enough people. I just have to have the plan, and I have to have input for people that know more about that than I do, a person like yourself, for example, mm-hmm. because we need that. Right. I just saw where uh, Tyler Perry just bought VHI and BET. Mm-hmm. That's great, but we need to seed what we are doing in order for it to grow, right? You know, so uh, yes, I, I could, I could do that. I know. would
0: love to help you do that.
1: Okay, I think that would be very well. Exciting. You know, we just, we just got to figure it out what we need. Uh, uh, money, we need money, but we also need other resources, sponsors. You
0: know, support. this studio is not that big, but it's big enough to accommodate many of the productions that I've seen you produce, right? And that we. Leroy and I have actually recorded it sometimes. Right um, now, for the dancers, anybody who has high leaps, that's not going to work. We're going to have to do that someplace else. We'll
1: bring you to the, to the Blackstone Community Center. That's our home base. Okay, and we'll, we'll edit that is. in. We've been yeah, we've been yeah. there over fifteen years. Yes, you know, and we also have a working relationship with Vine Street Community Center.
0: So tell me how the, the relationship with Blackstone Community Center, and the Strand is going to work. How are you going to make that work?
1: Well, you know, uh, I, I'm not the, 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 the I, I'm just a part of the plan. You know, uh, I talk with other people that are involved. For instance, uh, Will Spencer, he's our videographer. Videographer?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: uh-huh. and he has uh, equipment that you would not believe.
0: I'm just talking about the organizational piece. When you're working out of... Blackstone Community Center, and then you're going to transition over to Strand. What's going to happen with, with Blackstone Community Center piece?
1: Well, we continue to do our programs there.
0: You're going to continue? Yeah, of course. Okay.
1: You know, that's our base of operations, that we do our rehearsals. That's where we do our auditions. That's where we're going to do our first uh, black female authors book signing.
0: Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Book you know, signing. Yeah, book signing. Okay.
1: Yeah, we're gonna, we got a lady from uh, from, uh, from Worcester. Diane Langford, she has a new book out. We have another young lady and Crystal, who's our one of our spoken word people. We're helping her put her book together. It's all the process of helping each other to reach a certain level, you know, and uh that's what the Harlem Renaissance is all about. Because Strivers Row, you know, on thirty eighth street between seventh and eighth Avenue now it was Adam Clayton Power Boulevard and Frederick Douglass. That's all rich people now. But that was where they met on Sundays. Yes. Zora Neil Hurston and Langston yes. Right. and all of those other artists that uh were artists and they read their material because right. they couldn't get to the stage right you know so we are in that state of mind as a company mm-hmm. you know and that's how we are moving forward so
0: We just flourish and come back to the home base yeah well that's i mean you wonderful. know
1: we go out we reach out and reach in and push out and push out yeah, yeah
0: talking about pushing out that that's that's a dance term and it makes me think of Sages, and I want you to talk to me a little bit about them.
1: Oh, From what I've
0: seen, they're pretty
1: spectacular. <laughs> founder of Stages is Sophia Caldwell-Hayes. And she is a dynamite founder, dancer, singer. Uh, and she respects the stage, the movement piece. I don't know where she picks her music, but
0: Barbara It's killing it, huh?
1: I, I mean, you know, like, we've been together a long time yeah. working as a team, right. you know, and praying together. They gave me an award Sunday, uh, and, and uh, she introduced me as somebody they pray for all the time. But you got to remember, somebody pray for me all the time, too. That's right. You know, so that's how I am and where right. I am, you know, that's with right. stages. Uh, I love their kids. Uh, they're involved in my life in terms of theater. Right. And uh, they're going to do a musical out of the Cooler in the Magic book, the first book. Really? Yeah, at oh, some wonderful. point. You wonderful. Know, yeah. But we're bringing them in to uh, to the Strand. We're bringing yes. them into the Strand to yes. do something. I don't know how we're going to, I told you about the producer of the Black Women in Television piece to honor them. But we have three days in which to reach out into our community for people that are doing things. That nobody knows about.
0: Tell me about the honoring of black women, because I, I think we talked about that off camera, but not on camera. We were sitting here, but I don't think we had actually started rolling tape yet.
1: Well, the thing about honoring black women is that people do not understand that black women were the backbone, or are the backbone, of the movement over the years. That's right. They could do things that men couldn't do, and men didn't appreciate them being the breadwinner and so it was a lot of going back and forth with that but I grew up in a house of females mm-hmm. and my grandmother was a community organizer, a community leader and I understand the value of women
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know so I think that you know we are honoring those women who we're going to pick but we are honoring all women. And what will
0: that look like to the audience what, what will they see? They will hear music,
1: they will hear spoken word, they may even have a comment or two themselves, Mm-mm. you know, but they will know and they will receive a spiritual touch mm-hmm. because we are honoring them. Mm-hmm. And that's what theater is all about. It's not pretense, theater is real. That's right, You it know. Is. And so when you talk about the Harlem Renaissance, you're not talking about people that just jump on the stage with a broom and swing around like a Mary Popkins. You're talking about a people whose lives depended on their success. Right. But first, they had to believe in themselves. That's right. And so they were encouraged. Like could say, we was at Strivers' Row on that Sunday, Barbara, and you would read something I wouldn't say, "Oh, Bob, man, that don't sound good." I said, "Yo, Bob, that's great. I love that." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because you got to go out into a world where that's people right. are rejecting us. That's right. They take our material and use it, and it's historically facts. That's right. That they've taken our stuff it's and used it. It's happened to me. So right. if it happens to me at this stage
0: in history, you know it's happened to them, and yeah. it will happen in the future. If we don't pay attention to what happens We're talking to about our the, material, right. you have to control it. You have to believe in yourself to know that you can do what you want to do with it. And it's something that uh, hopefully this program can celebrate those women who did that, right. and help teach the other ones how to do it.
1: It was it was a legacy of wrongs, yes. You know that happened to us. Yes. You know people denying us, and you know you're too dark to be in that role that's you, right you know and all that kind of stuff that they did you know so uh what we do is again mm-hmm. okay. work as a collective okay you know i could not be here you know just be here that's right you know people help me you help me Ashley you help me
0: well i want to thank you for coming i want to give you the last couple of minutes to speak to your viewers and uh, your audience, your theatrical audience, speak to this camera so you can tell them exactly what you want them to know.
1: Well, my name is Haywood Fennell, you know, senior. I'm a father, grandfather. I'm out of New York City. I lived in North Carolina for a little while, and uh, I'm really into theater now. I can say that I am a writer. Uh, I believe in myself and not have to be validated by anybody. I think that my work has been supported by a tremendous group of people and i'm just trying to build a community-based theater we look for your support all the time uh, we're uh, in radio we're in television uh, it couldn't have happened by accident it was deliberate uh, the people that are in my life have always been very encouraging especially barbara my good friend Lauren l roberts who's ill right now there's a lot of people i could thank but i don't want to start thanking people individually because somebody will say later, why you didn't call my name? You got you it. Know, But I wanted you to know that the Oscar Mitchell Family Theater Program Company, our webpage is T-H-E-O-M-T-C dot com. T-H-E-O-M-T-C dot com. And we are working to build the presence of black community-based theater in Boston and beyond. And We look forward to you coming out in October to see us at The Strand to see us here at BNN, what we're doing on radio as well as television, which is to blossom, to grow and flow the culture value of our people.
0: Thank you. I want to thank the viewers and our listeners at WBCA 102.9 FM for watching and listening to Say Brother Radio. And I congratulate again my dear friend Haywood Fennell Just thinking as being our first Boston icon. <laughs> on Save Brother (laughs) Radio. (laughs) Have a good night. Thank you very much. Thank the crew for me, too. Ashley and Katie. Thank Thank you. you.